What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Spurlock 30 to the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40 to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that. Shotgun set. Three receivers left. And here's the snap, and the blitzer is picked up. Brady and he caught ball. Evans. He has the record at the 11-yard line. Mike Evans becomes the first NFL player in league history to record 1,000 yards or more in his first seven seasons and won a throw by Brady. Congratulations, Mike Evans. Who can forget? Looking again, looking again. Throws up the middle. That's intercepted at the 30. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Here's the snap. Mahomes running to his right. Look out. He may run. Mahomes directed. Oh, so the end Battle in. Intercepted, picked off in the end zone. Bucks are going to beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world, and we still have a minute 33 to go. Devin White, what a great second season. That's it for KC. Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. They can't stop the clock. We call them the Salty Dogs. And welcome to another edition of the Salty Dogs podcast, where I always say edition when I mean to say episode. Yeah. Every single time. I'm not going to correct you. I'm Scott Smith. And I am Jeff Ryan. And we are the Salty Dogs. We are. And we're going to have a guy with us in the second segment who I, I don't think is salty. No. He's very rugged looking. He's a Midwestern guy. Midwestern, nice. Very, very kind, very nice. Talked to him a little bit. You, you met his parents, which I, is a story you're going to tell us later. Yeah, it was great. It's, we're talking about Co Keefe, the rookie tight end who's going to be our guest. You probably saw that when you clicked on the link. But, yep. Um, we're excited about that. Want to get to know him a little bit better. Glad he made the cuts. I, I, I thought he would. I did, too. I did, too. Uh, and I was happy for him. I will say, because let's just get right into that, because that's, okay. that's the big thing this week. Is yeah, the, oh, yeah. The cuts, and the, or, or if you want to call it the construction of the 53-man roster. Yep. It always it always referred to as final cuts when it's really not final. No, um, but speaking of Keeft, he was one of four tight ends that were kept, and I th- I thought they would keep four tight ends because he kind of brings something different than the other guys. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, well, it's going to be hard to keep four running backs then and six or seven receivers. But they found a way. They kept seven receivers, four tight ends, and four running backs. Crazy. And even then, didn't have a spot for Tyler Johnson. No. And that just shows you how how much depth they had. Yeah. And but I, it was interesting. Todd Bowles was saying, you have to be able to add other things on Sunday, not just your own position, which boiled down to a special teams player, which is yeah. kind of weird, um, because uh, Tyler well, did you know can catch the ball, and even Coach made that comment how well his hands are and. Apparently so, because he got picked up by the Texans. So right, yeah, and he I wasn't think, out there very long. I think there. So it, it becomes a waiver claim, and yeah. it's the waiver order right now is the same until about two or three weeks in the season. That it, it remains the same as the draft. And if I remember correctly, didn't Houston pick second, like Jacksonville? Something like that. Yeah. Jacksonville was yeah. first, and Houston was second. Correct. No, Jacksonville. Houston might have been third. Either way, Jacksonville, Detroit, Houston. Yeah, know. right up there though. So there were probably multiple claims. I mean, it ended up. I don't know how Tyler Johnson feels. You know, if he feels good, bad, resentful, happy about his new person. But if you look at it from the outside, it looks like it ended yeah. up well because here, had he made the team, I mean, the fact that he got cut means he was number eight in that pecking order because we kept seven, right? Right. If he made the team, he's the seventh receiver. How much is he really going to play, barring injuries? He goes to Houston. They only had four receivers, period, mm-hmm. after their cuts. Correct. And not a lot of proven talent there. It's like Brandon Cooks and not yep. much else. About the biggest plus side I can say for him, 
having to go to the Texans is that they don't have a state income tax either. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't have to adjust Well, because, that. because the thing is, is I he, didn't know that. Yeah, he could be the guy, you know. He could the, be one of the he guys. He could be one of the guys. He could be a top three guy there. But I don't even know who's throwing to him. So Davis Mills. Yeah. So there you go. He, he Who knows what that team's going to be like? No, no. Well, I mean, we're not here to crap on no, the No, 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 we're not. But, I'm just the, saying, for the, him as an individual going from Tom Brady, I guess wherever you went, you kind of feel that way. The general right? consensus is that Houston is not going to have a very good season. No, but they might surprise everybody, yeah, just like might. everybody else does. They might, but it would definitely be a surprise. It's just it's not a deeply talented <laughs> no. team. They signed a lot of um, – sort of stopgap veterans. It doesn't mm-hmm. even look like this is intended to be a big winning season for them, but you never know. Sam Mill, Sam Davis Mills, Sam Mills was the former Pro Bowl yep. linebacker. Davis Mills looked all right last year. He was a third-round pick. Um, he, he was taken a little bit after Kyle Trask, I uh-huh. believe. Uh, so, well, you so know. we'll wait and see. I, I agree. But, uh, I, but, but I, I, like, I like the way our team fell together. To me, if you look at this in a longer picture when we're talking about the receivers, there wasn't room for Tyler Johnson. In part because the Buccaneers signed Julio Jones. Yeah. Right. Which, what does this tell you when you're you're taking you're signing Julio Jones and then eventually releasing a third year receiver who you might consider might still have some upside, right? Right. That's just another indication that this team remains for like the third year in a row in full all in for Super Bowl chasing mode. Yep. That they, you would go with Julio over the, Tyler. They're not looking at the future. The future is now. Yeah, the future is now. And, and and they showed the same thing with a lot of the mm-hmm. the contracts they've done the last two years which will push some of the cap hit into future years. And we don't know if Tom Brady is if this is his last year here, it's certainly very possible. And and with uh, as well as Chris's Chris Godwin's been progressing with from his injury, he could be playing. Russell Gage returned to practice today and yep. seems to be on track to play. Yeah. Um so you didn't lose any weapons. Remember when they when they signed? Maybe it was Julio. No, it was somebody recently they signed, and they said, "Listen, yeah, I guess it was when they signed Julio." Uh, both coach and general manager Jason Light said last year they were having a good year, obviously, uh-huh. and a bunch of receivers got hurt. And by the time we hit the playoffs, we were really thinned out on receiver, and there wasn't a whole lot you could do about it other than internally. Um, and or if it had happened earlier in the year, they could have tried to make a trade. So they said instead of being in that position and having to find somebody or having to make a midseason trade, we decided to pre preemptively add depth here. Yeah. So in the signing of Julio Jones, so you look at it now and it looks like there's a very good chance Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, and Russell Gage can all be ready for hopefully week one, if not week two, and that's if those four are all in the mix. That's who's going to be on the field. Yeah. So your fifth and sixth guys, Jalen Darden, Scotty Mills, and then Brashad Perryman. If you know, Scotty Miller, did I say Mills? Yeah. I'm. You're in, fixated yeah. on the word Mills yeah. today. Which which Scotty Miller we bring up. If you talk to everybody outside the building, they thought he was gone. And I kept insisting. I, we've had that. We had that conversation. And I'm num- like, don't sleep times. on Scotty Miller. Yeah. I think he brings something that the other guys don't. And he does. And he did. And I love it. I was all. I was very much on his in his I, court. I was kind of yesterday was first open locker room since 2019, and yeah. Scotty Miller was basically the, the only the first interview. And I was thinking, I was thinking, you know, if I was Scotty Miller, I'd go. What do y'all want to talk to me for? You thought I was out of here, mm-hmm. but you know he. He's a really great kid and went ahead and did the interviews. You know what I don't miss? What? Open locker room. Um, after being in there for the first time, I was like, yeah, no. I, if I want to talk to a player, I'll just – well, it's easier for us because right. we can roam the halls. We have access. Yeah, so it's easier. That's why I don't miss it. But I will say, though, as um, 
as a former media member covering the team before I worked for the team, um, I would always go on like Thursdays more so than Wednesdays because Wednesdays the TVs are all TVs there are Wednesday. all there. Everybody's there, and then and then when they had open locker room on Friday, I would go because there were less people and more people. You have an opportunity fewer. to talk. Correct. Fewer people. Yes. Fewer. Okay. Fewer people. When you can count it, it's fewer. Okay. Thank you. Um, That's your lesson for the day. <laughs> That's what we're here for. A little salty I was, there. I was on your uh, radio broadcast on Saturday. You were. Did you hear it? No. What? I was. What was I doing? Because. Uh, I had some issues uh, that I was dealing with. You, yeah, you do have some issues. Yeah. That's true. Ronnie brought up Salty Dogs podcast. Mm. And I said that your job was basically, on the podcast, was basically to say things to get me riled, fired up. Riled up. Yeah. And he loved it, he didn't he? He thought that sounded very accurate. Yeah, it is very accurate. That is my job. <laughs> to keep you going someone goes wow how do you guys keep going so long i go I, uh, when scott starts to run out of steam i think of something to you crank him up with knob, yeah huh? let him go on a tangent so so 20 it's changed now because uh today we did have some news it's the one everybody knew and the mm-hmm. funny part about the cuts was the big name on the cuts list was was tyler johnson yeah he was the biggest name the rest of them were and relatively expected wait big name and biggest surprise yeah well, i wasn't surprised but outsiders were surprised mm. I thought they would keep Darden. I was more surprised that they also kept Rashad Perryman. Yeah. Not saying no, that's a bad I, thing. It's yes. just more surprising. Yes. Me. I thought Jalen And Darden, I will confirm that you did talk about this on Saturday when we were at the stadium. We I did thought, talk about I thought Jalen Darden was, was, was in mm-hmm. due to his return abilities. And I also think he might do more on offense this year. He's, he's shown a little bit more in training camp this sure. year. And, uh, and then I thought there would only be six. And I thought it was Scotty Miller, which meant – Tyler Johnson would be the odd man out. Not that I don't think Tyler Johnson was was undeserving. He was deserving as a receiver, apparently not as a special teams player. But I just thought Scotty was ahead. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. I had some you, – you derailed Did me. Did I derail one. you again? Uh, <laughs> what, I, that's what I do best. Yeah. So, okay, so we kept – there was new – the other – that's where the, I was going. big news. There was a – well, there was a, one other big name on the list of cuts and releases, and, and it was funny to see some outlets react to it like oh my goodness big news yeah it was logan ryan right it was incredibly obvious that because we had already discussed they're going to cut somebody who they have discussed listen we need a spot to bring ryan jensen through and no one could touch you because he makes the decision on where to go right you 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 choose a veteran Uh because they're not subject to the waiver wire and so as long as the team and the player know and have agreed listen we're just going to do this and we'll sign you right back yep and I'm not privy to those negotiations, but it wouldn't shock me if you give them a little added bonus or something for being the one to do that. Well, if process. you do, doesn't that go against the cap? Or yeah, but I mean, but somewhere it's they, not like they we're yeah, they need to, well, not like you're over. The I cap. don't know if that's true. That's just what I, I was thinking. That would be something that would make well, sense. I, well, definitely, it would be one of those. Hey, listen, reason why we're going to do it, this is we, we need to put Ryan Jensen on IR, we'll but we can't right. do it yet. But you're the guy that we yeah. really want. For uh, anybody that doesn't understand this. If you're put on injured reserve before the cut to 53, you can't return to that team that year. You, you, you're either on IR for the whole year, or you can reach an injury settlement if you get healthy, and then you can be waived and or released, and you can sign with another team. But you, like we put Aaron Stinney mm-hmm. on when he torps knee, we can't. He can't come back. Right. Um, if you take them through to the 53 and then put them on injured reserve, you can designate them for return later in the season. And this year, the the NFL will allow every team to do that up to eight times, yeah. I mean, up to eight different players. 
No, um, I, so that's the whole point. You can't cut Ryan Jensen until you're finished with the cuts to 53. So you cut somebody else, and then you put him on IR and you bring back that guy. Right. What I and Logan li- Ryan was the guy. What I liked is uh, Logan Ryan is not on the team yesterday, but he goes to the Humane Society. <laughs> and you know who went with him? Teammates? Coaches? There's one player that went with him to the Humane Society. Well, I Society. know. Uh, isn't uh, Nacho big into dogs? No, he is. He is. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady uh, took uh, wow. uh, Benny and um, Vivi to uh, to what? the – that's his son and daughter. Yeah. And uh, Logan Ryan brought his ch- kids to uh, – and they were holding puppies and seeing that, which is really cool. So I'm thinking, wow, you get cut, but the, uh, the one guy that's going with you – and from the story I was told was uh, Logan Ryan's very much – Yeah, he has a foundation. Has and, a foundation, and we had to adopt a pet. Yeah. And uh, Tom Brady thought that was so cool, oh, cool, and so they went ahead and did it. But how's that? You're, you're being cut, but you're hanging out with the yeah. greatest quarterback there ever was. It makes you pretty clear that you're still Yeah, I think I'm coming back. And I'm then, good. Yeah, yeah. It's like John Wick. <laughs> Everybody keeps asking me if I'm back. Yeah. So, but now I'm th- thinking, that, yeah, I'm back. I'm back. That was my Keanu Reeves. He's there. Um, and, of course, you know, Ryan Griffin is back again. On the practice squad. <laughs> For the eighth season. Yeah. Depending on how you want to count it. If Listen, you want to count the two practice squad best season. Best job ever. Longest tenure. I did have, I didn't, I didn't answer it in mailbag, but I did get somebody sent, not for this, but for my written mailbag, mm-hmm. asked me if Ryan Jensen, Ryan Griffin, was the, um, I'm surprised I didn't call him Ryan Mills. Yeah. Is, is the soon. highest paid per completion quarterback in NFL history because he's got two career completions uh-huh. in the regular season and oh. four attempts and he's made a certain amount of money. Sure. I'm not going to throw out any numbers here, but that would be fun to figure out. Well, he, the guy had it in his, in oh, his, he uh, his email. He <laughs> had figured it out. I guess you can go on sites, sites, sites like spot wow. track and see guys, various contracts. I think it's a little, I think a guy seemly needs, for us to yeah, be talking I, it, about specific sure. numbers. That's his business, not mine. But, yeah. But it's a valid point that he's made a lot and good for him. Sure. I no. mean, I'm sure there were points in his career where he, he couldn't believe that he was never getting an opportunity. But at this point, he's made a nice career he, in his early adulthood. He must be a really good teammate because he's, he's gone through a lot of them. And he'll get out eventually, who knows how long, he'll be done with the NFL and he will have made a nice living and he'll have plenty of his life ahead of him to do other things and he'll, he won't have taken all the pounding that right. a lot of NFL he's players He's going to feel good, got a Super Bowl ring, and, and I, I don't mean fun. For, I don't mean for any of this to sound demeaning because Not I'm sure all. every player would prefer to be playing. Yes. But when it's all said and done, it will have been a but a he, fruitful part of his life. But he's doing his part in preparation for well, games. Apparently, he's doing all those things in internally that you need to do. They don't I'm just told let Tom you. Tom Brady hang. likes having him around because he knows the offense really well. Right. They don't let you just hang out because you're just yeah, you a nice guy. You have to be guy. offering some value. Correct. For sure. For sure. So I was talking about that whole thing because the after the cuts, it was kind of a weird split. You, you got 53 guys, and obviously three of them are specialists uh-huh. kicker, punter, long snapper. So that leaves you with. 50 spots and you know the normal ish uh ratio would be 25 on offense 25 on defense but you know you go a little heavier a little lighter i thought it was i don't remember a split before where after the cuts it was 28 on offense and 22 on defense now it's 27 23 after that split um todd bull said today that you never know and of course we know that rosters churn all throughout the season but for now these are the 53 we're going into the season with so it is an offensive balance tilted towards the offense. And it, I think it's just simply because 
they looked at it, well, we don't want to get rid of any more of these. We want all these receivers, and we want all these tight ends, and we want all these running backs. So they're going to go only, for the moment at least, only four outside linebackers and only four inside linebackers, where you normally would have at least five at one of those two spots. So they're they're feeling good about who they have. But I, to me, I still think it, it, it there's there will be tweaks in the weeks to come. Oh no question! I I, I, next two weeks, I think you'll add either a, a fifth outside or inside linebacker, and that guy will have to be a little bit versatile and play special teams. And you know you got to you know it's like anything else. That first game you want to get out without injuries, but things happen. So yeah. you know, hey, I it. It's usually what two, three weeks before you kind of see the roster kind of sit tight. Yeah, and, I mean, it and never then, and then you wait does, see, right? yeah, and then you wait and see. But do you I, think that um, speaking of quarterbacks, do you think Kyle Trask took a step forward this preseason? I thought he did. I did too. I did. I, I'm not going to go overboard. No, but I he no, did. I thought he did, and I think that you know it's. Uh, I don't think it's. I, it's hard, you know, until you actually see a quarterback with the first string the whole time. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you got, you're not, you're not playing with all your yeah. great stars, or, or against the best, yeah. defensive players. and you're not right. So that's why I'm saying it was, it's a little nebulous. But I did see things. I saw some nice throws. I know he had some issues with pocket awareness the first two games. Mm-hmm. He had a couple fumbles. Um, he did better in that regard in the third game. Moved around, made a nice play downfield to, um, I think JJ Howland. He did. Who made it to the practice squad? <clears throat> that's right. Uh, our Yale tight end. Yeah. To go with our Harvard tight end. Uh-huh. Um I just I thought he looked better. I thought he looked oh, like I, I thought he looked like he progressed. Yeah. But we still don't know the future no. with him. We still don't know. We're, he's probably not going to throw a pass in a game again until next year. Mm-hmm. So they they had to get him a, a big look. It was one of their main goals. People ask me should I be concerned that the Bucks were zero and three in the preseason? I'm like, n- not even remotely. Boy, do you remember when it really mattered? You know, with the Bucks to win preseason games. Well, because we weren't winning much. We weren't going to win. We weren't going to win much before. But it, I, you know, it's funny. I didn't even think about that. We didn't win a preseason game. I was more looking right? at it of, okay, mark this down, mark that down, and the uh, Colts game. It was really exciting because I knew that the starters were going to start, and then we were also told that it was going to be a hurry-up offense all the way through. So we were prepared for it to to do the broadcast. So it was fun, Mm -hmm. and then it was over with, and then I was like, wow, I wish the clock would go a little faster. Yeah, now we have to watch three and a half more quarters of (laughs) preseason football. Well, it was fun, though, because I was making different notes on who I thought was going to, you know, who looked good, and, you know, okay, that's interesting. How are we going to play that? And so... All in all, I, I don't miss having only uh, three pre you know, that fourth, fourth preseason, preseason game. However, either. I'm not always excited about that 17th regular season. That's game true, either. but hey, the way they the way they scheduled though, it does create this this one more weekend of freedom. I don't like it. No. I don't. I, I I have found this week the longest week ever, and I never know what's going on because I'm not in that Monday. I got to do this. Tuesday, I got to do that. And everything I'm trying to work on for the Dallas game, I can't because I have to wait. So to me, it's kind of like cleanup week. I think that the, the weekend te- will be nice. But I think you know. the teams like it this way better. Bef- oh, be- yeah. because before you would, your fourth preseason game, you'd often play on Thursday because right. you needed the long you'd be weekend tonight, and then you and then Friday and Saturday you'd make your cuts, and then you have to. You know, pick up guys on waivers, create your practice squad, and all this has happened over the weekend, and then you're directly into your first game week mm-hmm. on Labor Day. Yeah. 
now. Which I wish we would. I wish the league would go back to Labor Day. I playing always, on Labor yeah, Day? Yeah, I always like that. Um, now they get basically almost a whole week to do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they can really roll into the first game week with nothing else to worry about. Having had a little rest over the weekend, yeah, and for and for the for this team, they practice today. They're off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. They come in. It's for a bonus, bonus day. Practice, yeah, yeah, bonus practice. Then they're off on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and then and it's more like a regular week. Off and running. Mm-hmm. There we go. And it's the week after that's going to be hard because we play in Dallas that Sunday that night, night, and we don't get back here until like four thirty. You already and, see the schedules at four thirty. Yeah, it's like four four thirty, and by the time you get to bed, and then oh, I have wow. a coach's TV show, player it's a rough show. Week. Yeah, that that Monday is a tough one. The Monday after a road night game is tough. Mm -hmm. The whole week is tough. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, you were talking about how you were excited to see uh, the first-team offense there for at least a short while, right? Uh I think the best thing I saw during that drive was the pass to Julio Jones. Oh, he looks (laughs) like Julio Jones that used to kill us all the time. Well, it looks like you can see why they felt he had stuff left in the tank and he could bring some of this offense. When Julio Jones was in his absolute prime, and he may be close to that now. I'm not making any judgments. No. We really haven't seen a ton of him. No, he's been nagging injuries for the last couple of years. When he was in his absolute prime, he was so hard to defend because you were worried on every as – a, as a defensive back, you're worried on every play as he comes off the line and accelerates real quickly that he's just going to blow right by you. Yep. And sometimes he would. But he could absolutely run that route and absolutely stop on a dime and cut quicker than any DB could react. So – with you can't you can't ignore that threat that he's going to run right past you, so you have to have that in your mind. And then all of a sudden he makes this quick cut or a comebacker, you know, a quick cut to the sideline. And it's almost impossible to cover. And it's like we can get 15 yards anytime we want mm-hmm. to with that call. Now, obviously, it's not going to work every time. No, but, but that's but what I saw on that play. It's weird though because when you call out Julio Jones, it's hard for me <laughs> to be looking at 85. But you got to get used to it. And it seems like he, I, I still like what he said. He's not the number. He makes the number. So it'll be fun to see. I thought they might change, but so far there's still no. rumors. They're, they're still going to bat around. I haven't seen anything yet. No. I, thought, I always I always agreed with somebody throughout there that, um, you know, J.J. Howland, who we just mentioned, is the rookie tied in wearing 82, which Kyle Rudolph wore in Minnesota. Uh-huh. He's still here. He's on the practice squad, Correct. but I'm sure you could change his number. Sure, you would think. So right? you could, Kyle, who, Kyle, who's wearing 8, could go to 82, and then Julio could go to 8. So Not far, yet. so far, no movement. But maybe Kyle really likes it. We're still ten days out. <clears throat> yeah, maybe before that, the flip card doesn't get made until Wednesday. <laughs> so there's a shot at it. We can start that. How do you, you know, one of the moves that the Bucks made to get to 53 was one that was legitimately surprising. We didn't know it was coming. That was the trade of Grant Stewart to the Colts. Yeah, <clears throat> he could have just stayed in Indy. He didn't have to get back on the plane. No. Uh, well, I, th- that's twofold. I mean, we were talking about this the, uh, when it happened. Would you rather be cut or traded? And uh, everyone said traded because you're going to somebody who wants you, or at least at that time they want you. Um, it depends. If you're, a, if you're a non-vested veteran, which Stuart is, mm-hmm. if you get cut, you're subject to the waiver wire, so you're still possibly not choosing where you're going. Correct. Whereas in a trade, you're not choosing where you're going, but somebody wants you. Right. For sure. Well, I mean, if you get picked up, they do too. But somebody saw value enough that they didn't want to risk and, missing you on the waiver wire. And that became a big surprise because uh, Todd Bowles had talked about guys making the team because they could play on special teams. and he, It's pretty much the exact opposite. 
in that. But is, so is that because someone wanted him and they need to make moves? I was going to get to that. That's the exact discussion I want to have with you. But to, to tie that up first, we talked about how at the receiver spot, the deciding factor was these guys could also contribute on special teams. Mm-hmm. So it was that was not how you were as a receiver because they were all good. At this spot, inside linebacker, the coaches felt like all three guys, the reserves, Ola Kunle Fadokasi, who we had on our show, uh-huh. KJ Britt, and Grant Stewart, could contribute on special teams, but they thought they could get a lot more out of Fadokasi and Britt on defense than yep. they could out of Stewart. I guess they didn't see his future for Stewart on defense, right? Yeah. Um, so in this case, they all can contribute on special teams, and it's what they can do on defense that is the deciding factor, which is the opposite of that receiver, right? Right. So essentially, the difference between what Fadakasi and Britt can do between those two and what Stewart can give you on defense was greater than the difference between what Stewart could give you on special teams on those two other guys. They're confident enough in those two other guys that they can help on special teams and that it's not a a, a terrible blow to the special team. And uh, I'm curious to see if we offered him up or the Colts reached reached out and said, hey, would you be interested in... I have this in my notes. I wanted to talk with you about it. How does that trade come to be? Who calls who? How much calling is going on up there? I would... See, to me, I would think... It would be the Colts asking because they're willing to give up a, a, a draft pick rather than, hey, are you – because it's not like – But a, how do the Colts know that we would be – that we're thinking about not well, they know them? they know you have to cut down and they're just reaching out and say, hey, would you – You know who's you know who this the um, the product of is the Rob McCartney's and Alex Smith's mm-hmm. and Shane Scannell's of the, of the, of right. the league who are pro scouts who keep tabs on every player in the league. And one of the things they do – is they try to they they monitor every training camp roster and try to and probably do accurately very many times predict who has a chance of not making that team uh-huh. and do we like that guy so we're ready and maybe even we make a call right we like him we don't want him to get cut and someone else so you grabs think it's him. more likely that the Colts initiated this? I would see I I would think unless I mean why would you just or do or do you think there's that big of a market for him well that's why I mean it's not like it's uh. You know, a I guess veteran you, player. It's not like someone that's, you know, I mean, he's. You, he, maybe you just, maybe you, not just the GM, but Rob's and, and on Spytech and Mike Beal, maybe yeah. one or the other of them calls a lot of teams. Yeah. Calls a bunch of teams. Hey, we got this I guy. I find out. I wonder if they, well. <clears throat> I don't they, think they'd tell us. They probably won't. But hey, it's worth the ask. I guess. I don't know who you're going to ask. I don't think I'd ask Jason that. No, no. Um, why well, might? I'm just curious. I would I would like to know. And sometimes we hear the behind the scenes stories on these yeah. things. I have not heard on this no. one. But um I'm very curious as to who initiated that. Cuz it didn't take long. I mean. Well, yeah, I mean you don't know how long they've been talking about it. Well, that's true. Um you know, it, this seems to be a lot of if if it's a guy that the team trading for him has has a belief that you might not be keeping him, but we want to get him instead of not being able yeah. to get him on the waiver wire, the the value in that is generally something like a seventh round pick or a swap of picks, mm-hmm. which is what the Bucks got. They got a six for a seven, so it's not a lot. No, but it's something to keep them to guarantee you get them off. Now, do the they have to absorb that contract? Yeah, yeah. But so I mean, that's not a big deal. No, no, no. He's I'm on just a rookie saying, deal as yeah. a seventh rounder. Sure, just famously like, Mister Irrelevant. Yeah, <clears throat> but he's still in the league, so that's a plus. And how many? And guys, they're a good team. They're going to be a good team. How many guys on our team have? I've had their own commercial. 
Grant Stewart has. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, the yeah. Uber Eats commercial? It was good, too. It was funny. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's right. <laughs> I told, I, you know, I, I was telling you this yesterday. I've never, ever been good at thinking up nicknames for players. No, I am. I'm just not good at it. Yeah. And, and I personally think they need to come organically anyway. Sure. But I thought I came up with a good one. Oh. On, um, on sun on Saturday, four and unfortunately, especially the young people around me, <laughs> nobody is nobody remembers or watched Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, I mean it's a great nickname, yeah. but nobody gets it. Yeah, well, it's a nickname. So it's Deod- it's Deidrin Sanat who didn't make the roster, but did. He looked pretty good in that game. Yep. And he did um, come back on the practice, practice squad. squad. Wouldn't shock me at all if there's points during the season where he plays. Yep. Okay. Um, <clears throat> He is a stout fellow, would you say? A stout fellow, yes. And he is not tall for that position. No, he's, he's tall not. for a normal human being. He's yep. taller than I am, but he's not tall for defensive linemen. And so when you're standing there on the sideline with like Will Golston sure. and Akeem Hicks yeah. and Logan Hall and Deidre Sonat, you're kind of it's saying, like a skyline. There's yeah. a skyscraper and then this shorter yeah, building. You kind of say, can I have a Gatorade? No, <laughs> no, no. He definitely looks like a player. Yeah. But he's a lot shorter than most of those guys, but he's still very strong and thick and so he's kind of, yeah. I I, I so he I he made a couple plays. He looked pretty good. I'm like uh, DeAndre's not. He's like a flying cube of death. That's what I said. Because uh, he was flying around. He's kind of. It's kind of like right now cube crickets. <laughs> so then I thought, well, that's what the Borg is. But right. you have to know what Star Trek: The Next Generation to know what the Borg is. Well, who is your audience? No, I guess not people who watch Star Trek. Well, I know, but you know, we're <laughs> in the press box, my audience was like. Bree next to me. Right. She's like twenty seven or right. something. And Wouldn't happen. Andrew Holman is well, he was on the field. Yeah, he never he doesn't know But anything. even the guys more my contemporaries, yeah. they just didn't happen to have watched uh, Yeah, Star they Trek, weren't there. Even though it was like one of the best shows ever. Well um, as you listen to this podcast, if you did um if you did watch Star Trek the Next Generation, make Scott feel better, send an email to salty dogs at buccaneers.nfl.com and root them on for that. And It'll that's be- where you're going to send us questions, sure. too, because our third segment is fans' questions. I'm surprised I remembered that. You know. didn't quite remember at the top, but you yeah. at, least didn't, at, least didn't, at least it didn't wait till the very end. Oh, yeah, no. I'm I su- want to start saying at the no. top of the show. No, I'm surprised I remember the email address. Well, everything ends in Buccaneers.NFL.com. You just uh, have to re- you remember that we're called yeah. the Salty Dogs. Okay. But, yeah, that's uh, – the Borg was kind of like they, they were – Sort of human, but they sure. had all kinds of technology. I'm sure you'll get us. I'm sure you'll get us. And they were like a hive mind, uh-huh. and so they they didn't have individual like you're losing me personas. <laughs> and their ship was just a big flying cube that was like it looked like an open building. Oh, so that's why I thought I, flying cube of death. It just, I'm sure you'll get a sympathy. I mean, email I think it'd be pretty cool to have the nickname Borg, but whatever. Well, maybe, maybe we can, maybe you know. You have to call somebody a nickname for it to stick. And yeah, but no, I'm not going to do it if nobody's going to get it. What's well, it doesn't point? matter. You just They may get it for other reasons. Plus, I mean it to be flattering, but uh-huh. I don't know 100% sure if it would be considered flattering. Oh. So I don't want to take the risk that I would be yeah. flattering to a player. Yeah, that would not I be I thought good. he looked good. Especially a guy <clears throat> bigger than you. Well, they all are. I know. Maybe, maybe a couple of yeah. small receivers are not bigger yeah. than me. They're definitely stronger than me. Uh, I wouldn't fight Tompkins. any of them. I wouldn't want to fight Tompkins any smaller than you. They would all except, smoke me. Except they're all like yeah, they're solid all, muscle. Yeah, exactly. You and me, not so much. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about uh, around the league, too. All right. Stuff from around the league. You want to do that? Sure. Why not? So I, 
I've got a question for you. Which team? Okay, so all everybody cut in somewhere or another. Yeah. Around twenty five, twenty seven players mm-hmm. on the same day. So you have the biggest waiver wire of the year, and uh, uh, inevitably, some of those guys are going to get claimed. Like Tyler Johnson got sure. claimed. Vast majority of them do not get claimed. <clears throat> he was the only one we cut that got claimed. Right. But sometimes you get a guy claimed. One team in the league cut of their of their cuts. Seven of their cuts got claimed yep. off the waiver wire by other teams. Who do you think that team was? It, it was they must be loaded it, with talent. It was either um, it was either Carolina or Jacksonville. I can't it was remember. The Jets. It was the Jets. The, really? How in the world do the Jets have seven players to cut that other teams claim? Where? How is that possible? Oh, I thought it was the reverse. I always thought people who were picking no, up No, like players. Chicago picked yeah. up like six players. Six players. That's and what we've I, had I'm years sorry. like that. Yeah. We've had years like that. The Jets cut seven guys, and all seven guys got picked up. No, they up. cut 25 or Yeah, 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 but, but seven, seven of, of them those, got picked up. That's the up. most. Like, Buffalo yeah. is next with four. Right. We yeah. had one. We are clearly considered one of the most talented rosters Correct. in the NFL right now. We had one. Well, maybe they How were, did the Jets have seven? Maybe they were positions that apparently teams needed help yeah, they in must those have been, particular positions. The Jets must have been just specifically loaded at a couple spots. Yeah. I know one of them was a tight end, but I don't know. That's just weird to me. That's very strange. Because judging by their records in recent years, they are they have not had the most talented roster in the no. NFL. But maybe they're getting there. Well, they played That's us. That's a good pretty, sign. Well, for they them. played us they pretty sure good did. at the end of the year. They, sure did. I think they're going to be good this year if they. Can. You do. Well, I thought, but Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah, but I but when they played us, they they were they're a well coached team. They're a well-coached team. So. Yeah, I think that Robert yeah. Salah is a good coach. Um, so we'll I see. I think their quarterback is still a mystery, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's well. Aren't all quarterbacks still a mystery? No. No. You know exactly what you're getting out of Tom Brady. Well, I, I was going to say, except for oh, Tom okay. Brady, Aaron Rodgers, um, Russell Wilson. Well, is, you, you know well, you'll, it'll be interesting. <clears throat> that'll be a that'll be fun to watch uh, how he does in Denver. Um, the other fascinating thing that happened on cut day, or maybe it happened the day before, was the 49ers did not cut Jimmy oh, Garoppolo. No. They worked out a deal that both sides like for him to stay on. I and w- I think the reason why, they couldn't find a way to trade. They, they Obviously, nobody offered enough for them to trade him. Sure. So they're like, well, we, if they're going to cut him for salary relief and have him not looking over Trey Lance's shoulder, who's going to sign him? Mm-hmm. A good chance it would have been Seattle, unless Seattle really thinks that Geno Smith or Drew Locke is the answer. Oh, yep. So they don't want they don't want them to go directly to their division rival, right? You. That's got to be part of the motivation. Well, <clears throat> did, didn't they also cut the salary down? Wasn't he sp- supposed to get like eighteen million, he's, and then I he's down he, to six? He's guaranteed six. Yeah. Which I guess the player goes. I mean, why would the player agree to that? Well, it's oh. better than being cut, I guess. Well, it's better than being cut, right? He uh, is a free agent at the end of this year, right? So he can either remain healthy, and but he doesn't get a chance to build up his free agency value no, by playing. But if some if the, if he has to play, then he really is in good shape because they don't know what they have yet in a quarterback. It, it, They're that, hoping they what they have. That is the absolute disaster scenario in San Fran, and I believe they're going to give Trey Lance a really long leash. Oh, they have Because to. they spent all offseason saying they were moving on from Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And and now to have now they're claiming they're not worried about Jimmy hanging over Trey Lance's shoulder, but I think that's a little bit unrealistic. I, I think <laughs> it speaks volumes of, of, of Jimmy to deal with it the way he did um, wasn't really in team meetings. They wouldn't let him practice with the team. Wa- 
and the way he handled it. And then now, um, whether internally he was smoking, doesn't matter. Um, he, you mean I mean, like smoke coming from his ears. Yeah. I mean, just the fact of how I he, believe he's handled himself he's very well. Very, very well. Now, the weird thing about it, the other reports you hear is that during the offseason, like he just ghosts out. Like they try to call yeah. him and text him and they can't get a hold of him. Well, no, that, he's not required to. No. But you still, you'd think he'd answer texts. Yeah. But other than that, everything I've always heard is that he's a great teammate and he's he's always said the right things. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. I don't know. It's still weird. And, it they, is and they could crazy. still trade him. Sure. That could still happen. If somebody loses a quarterback. Yeah. Yep. I'm not going to name any names because no. I wouldn't want to jinx anybody. But no. <clears throat> no. I mean, look at what's going on in Carolina. Wow. That- Baker Mayfield had already won the job, but yeah. then Sam Darnold gets hurt for. But it's probably going to be about six weeks, yeah. and they lost their rookie Matt Corral for the season. And I don't know what's going on there. They they struggle in that area. Well, it's not like I'm rooting for good things to happen to Carol. No, no, but you know, it, uh, that's a fun. It's it kind of it's it's a fun thing that uh, Carolina's first game is against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> so great. And the and the guy that they want as quarterbacks not playing yes. in Cleveland. It it's, it's, it doesn't get any better than that for Baker Mayfield. It's Baker Mayfield. It's, yeah. It's uh, what's the Tyrod Taylor? Is that who they have? No, uh, I don't. No, they got the guy that was in Miami last year. Um, no. he was backing up Tua last year, I think. It's the been way, around. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there, but that'll be fun. <clears throat> a lot of Annette. You know what? That's with us being the last game. We get to we get to watch a lot of different games. Um, opening week. You know, usually opening week, you're do you know you're if you're on a one o'clock game or a four o'clock game, you don't really get to see right. all of a game. For us, we get to see pretty much the end of all games. Yeah, still rather play at one and be home. Well, at a hour. yeah, but that ain't happening. But being on Sunday Night Football is really cool. Sure, I mean that is sort of usurped the season. It's sort of usurped Monday Night Football as mm-hmm. the biggest stage every week. Well, it was like it was like that Thursday last year opening. Yeah, day that was cool. Yeah, it was very. very I actually cool. like that better because then you yeah, get the we were home. weekend. Yeah, yeah. and we yeah, were home. We got yeah. yeah, we got double weekends off. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you got anything else before we get co? I don't. Do you? No, I don't. All right. Well, then All right. I'll go get co. All right. And um, and then after that, stick around. Also, you'll want to hear that I think, but also stick around for the questions from fans. That's our third. Segment. Sounds like a plan. The salty dogs. And we're back here on the Salty Dogs podcast. I'm Scott Smith. Here and I, with, oh, sorry. Uh, I'm ahead. jumping Jump all right over. on you. I, hey, I'm, I'm excited. I was trying to introduce you. I know. Go ahead. Well, Jeff I'll... Ryan. You already heard his voice, but we have yep. another person in the room now. Joining us as our special guest this week is rookie tight end, Coe Keefe. Coe, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Appreciate <laughs> it. Wow, he threw gentlemen out there. He never met us before. That's why he's saying <laughs> He won't that. be calling us gentlemen for no, long. get ready. So, um... I just said rookie because you were drafted in the sixth round this year out of Minnesota. It's been sort of a Minnesota pipeline for the Bucks the last couple of years. Yep. Uh, uh, PJ Fleck was your coach, right? Yep, correct. He he was here for a minute. Very enthusiastic guy. Yep, yep. And he's he's like that every day. You know <laughs> what you see on TV is kind of the real deal there. So uh, really appreciate him. You know, helped me out the last couple of years and coached me up. So. What was your draft experience like? I mean, we heard the stories about how you were hanging out in your garage, but I mean, that whole weekend he was know. he was having garage beers, which <laughs> I, I I may have had a beer too. Yeah, yeah. I would hope so. May have had a beer too, what? but uh, yeah. So um, I did all my training um, pre-draft in Minneapolis. Um, worked with the strength staff there at Minnesota. Um, kind of trained by myself a little bit. Me and another teammate, um, and then uh, moved back to Iowa like a week before the draft. So. It's kind of there, and then just had uh, you know my immediate family, and then some of my high school um, 
wrestling, football, and uh, a couple of different coaches over. So what were your draft party and a couple of my buddies from my hometown. So that was just fun. But was, like, what were your expectations going into the weekend? Did anybody suggest to you what might happen? Um, you know, we didn't really know. I wasn't invited to combine or anything like that. But you know, after pro day, had a lot of interest from teams. So um, I know in my heart that I would be drafted just because I know what I can do. Yeah. But uh, was really just wanting a chance, you know, if I would have went undrafted. Um, all I needed was just one shot to stick with the team. So I was just thankful that the uh, Bucks traded up to get me. Did you yeah. uh, did you have a concept of where you, you personally thought you should be drafted at? Um, yeah, so I know what I am. Um, and, you know, so you're a first end. rounder then. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, not at all. But, you know, I, I have a sense of how the world works. Okay. So uh, I figured uh, priority undrafted free agent. Um, even not priority, but, uh, you know, I thought I could be drafted in the sixth or seventh round, you know, with some of the tight ends, like a bunch of, I think it was like a record for how many tight ends got really? drafted. I uh, it was really yeah, high. I, I think it was a high number, okay. uh, compared to like other years that were drafted, but you know, some of those guys were coming off the board and I knew I was just as good as them. So, um, you know, I have faith in myself, um, and the same faith that the Bucks have in me um, for what they want me to do. So you said, "I know what I am." I assume a big part of that is you're just a fantastic blocker. Um, yeah, you know, I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. You know, my strength is blocking, um, being physical in that manner, and then I know my weaknesses. Um, never was asked to run as many routes, you know, at right. Minnesota. So really focusing on that and like sharpening my route running and just catching the ball. Um, massive thing that you know coach van dam wants me to work on and i'm going to continue to do that while also maintaining my strength as a strength do you do you think wrestling helped you in your football oh abilities? Massive, massively and how um you just understanding leverages um you know hip strength um and just like knowing how a guy's moving and what i needed to do to move him um is just massive um it's like wrestling is the same as football like a low man's gonna win um, another underrated factor in wrestling is kind of like hand position. So, uh, you always want inside hands, um, when you're wrestling someone, you want that inside stronger hand position. So, um, I didn't play tight end in high school. So like transferring or like coming to Minnesota and trying to learn that wrestling definitely helped me pick up blocking very well. Is there a fine line when you're talking about keeping your hands inside on the guy of doing that with technique without succumbing to holding and, and looking like you're holding and getting a hold yeah, of so if, you, if your hands are inside someone like yeah and you get called for holding like the only thing that would maybe happen is if he went this way and you just like didn't follow him and it got outstretched but, oh, like, I gotcha. if your hands are inside on his chest plate and his are outside like here like i don't think i've ever seen okay. that ever get called for holding so oh, it's gotcha. like when you get outside like that is when okay. you know a flag might get thrown a little he, quicker you know he said he, he didn't play tight end you know what he played in high school right mm-hmm let us know. Let uh, know. Quarterback and middle linebacker. Really? Excuse quarterback. Me. Can you High throw? School? Oh, yeah. Still can, for yeah. sure. Oh, did you see the eye? He <laughs> just gave, gave me a stink eye. <laughs> no, he didn't. He yes, was, he did. He was very That's a wrestling term. That's it. a wrestling term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looked like from the stats he was sort of a dual threat quarterback. Yeah, uh, yeah we had a little bit of like a read option offense, okay. and then uh, we kind of opened it up a little bit my senior year. So it's had like one tall receiver that ended up playing college basketball. And oh, wow. And just throw it up to him. So. <laughs> If if uh, nature had allowed, would you love to still be a quarterback? Oh yeah, you know every day. Uh, <laughs> that's the, that's the joke. Every day is like, oh man, like I'm a blocking tight end, so I'm just like bashing my head into people every day, yeah. you know, for a job. I'm like, 
Could have just played like quarterback <laughs> yeah. at like a D three school back in Iowa. Yeah. Like, but no, I wouldn't trade it for the world. You so. know what? That's a skill that don't we probably shouldn't let people know this because you could do like the Philly special type of play. Yeah, yeah you know, I just that's all I wanted at Minnesota was just one, one you know, trick play pass, but I didn't get it. But that also that leads me to uh, another question. You were talking about working on your route running and pass catching, and do you envision what it will be like the first time you catch a pass in the NFL? Um, yeah, it'll be great, man. But uh. Like, whatever it ends up being, whatever happens, like, you know, enjoy it, but, like, it, huh? go to the next play. There's okay. going to be a play after that, so yeah. not going to dwell on it, but, you know, it'll, it'll be cool. It'll be fun, so. you We saw, I think we saw in preseason them lining you up in a lot of different places, like, and I don't know what they call it, H-back, or if they call it an F or whatever they call it, but um, in, sometimes in the backfield, lead blocking, I'm sure in line. Uh, does it look to you like they're going to use you in a lot of different ways? Um, yeah, that's kind of uh, – yeah, and that fullback spot, H-back, um, I could play Y, too. Yeah. So I just think um, me being more multiple, um, giving different looks to the defense, you know, it just makes them have to go over more stuff in game mm-hmm. plan and prep. And I think the more multiple I can be in run blocking um, also opens up some things, you know, and, like, play action passes and stuff. Yeah. So I just think the more multiple I can be, the more I'll help this offense, and the more that just helps my case in general, too. It makes it harder for the defense, too, to know what personnel to put out there, right? If yeah. If you're going to be split out or if you're going to be in the backfield, it might look like just a regular, you know, 21. It might look like 11. It might look like 12. So, yeah. I guess that wasn't really a question. No, it wasn't. That's, <laughs> but we, to work on my but we, we were, like, we were enthralled with it. it so what did, what did you think of your of your first training camp? How was that experience for you? Um, It was it was, it was surreal. Surreal. Um, like just to be able to get a chance to be here in the first place. And like we said, going back to draft day, just having this opportunity and chance is like something, you know, um, not a lot of whole, whole lot of people get to get to experience it. So I just took every day, one day at a time and was just grateful and thankful for the opportunity. And so that just made it really easy to just show up to work every day, give full effort and, um, you know, learn as much as I can and play as hard as I can. And so that's what I was just focusing on each and every day. It's funny. Um, last Saturday, Dave Moore, who played former tight end, for, for, former former tight end, and he's part of our broadcast crew. And we were coming back from breakfast in Indianapolis, and there was a couple in front of us, <laughs> and they had a jersey on with forty one on it. So we got to the we got to the the they corner, both did, right? Huh? They both no, 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 no. Just just just, just the mom. mom. Okay. And so. I made a comment. I go, oh, how do you say the how do you say the name on the back of your shirt? And your mom turned around and she's all, you know. I think I heard this story. Did, did yeah, they yeah, tell yeah, you? Yeah. And uh, and that uh, your parents are just so proud of you right now. And yep. it's really fun to be able to see parents follow their kids when they're get, first getting into the NFL. Your mom's name's Linda. Your dad's name's Jerry. And in case um, you didn't know. Well, I know, but I'm just telling you know. Um, <laughs> So, anyways, we we had the discussion, and your dad was like, "Yeah, I'm really I'm really concerned because uh, you know he's on the bubble. You know he's on the bubble right now." And Dave told your father, "He goes, well, you know, I I was on the bubble a lot, and I played 15 years, and I was a tight end. And we told your dad that if you can block, you you got a good shot of making this team. And uh, during the game, of course, you blew up a guy, and Dave jumped right in there and said, "He's going to make this team because of that." So, when you made the team. Did you call mom and dad, and what did they say? Oh, yeah, I just texted them. Um, it was funny, like, leading up to the cut day, you know, 4 p.m. and stuff. Like, I think Monday my dad called me, and I was like, 
I think it was in the sauna, and I was just like, is this the call I'm getting cut? And I was just like, didn't answer it, just like texted him right away. I was like, do not call me for like the next 24 hours. But, you know, yeah, they're they're just great people, and they've supported me, you know, my whole life, and wouldn't be here without them, and I'm just thankful for them. But, yeah, they get they get, they get get worked up, too, oh, for sure. Well, but. but, you know, what's great is they drove to uh, Nashville to see the game. They drove to Indianapolis. They're from Iowa. And uh, I said, all right, so you're going to Dallas? And he goes, well, we have to wait and see. So they, it was pretty funny. It was a good time. I think, I think so. I yeah. think they're going to go. Oh, no question they're going um, to go. First game? Come on. I think one of uh, my dad's buddies just moved to Dallas and got, like, some sweet tickets or nice. something, too. So he's going to be <laughs> nice. he's gonna be up there yeah. with the high society people. Yeah, you know? well, they're usually better than player <laughs> tickets. Just yeah, I, don't. <laughs> I don't have to pay for them either. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. That's classic. Yeah, Jeff told me that story about meeting your parents, and, and he, I remember him saying that they were worried that you were on the bubble. And, yeah. Uh, to be honest, from my perspective, it, and obviously you – are in it and know it better than I It didn't seem that way to me. I wasn't really concerned. I thought for sure that you were going to make the team. But I just wonder, you, you talked about it a little bit there, but were there some nerves over those couple oh, of days? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, as a fourth tight end, you know, Cam, Kyle, and Cade, you know, they're all very good tight ends. You know, they're really, like, um, all-around tight ends. You know, they can block, and they're all great pass catchers. And, obviously, Kyle and Cam are proven. And Cade coming off that injury, man, he looks so good. And good. he just plays so hard. He's so <clears throat> such a smart um, football player so and then I'm a little more what you say one-dimensional and then you specialized have a, yeah, yeah specialized and you have a team with as many offensive weapons as That's we true. had on that That's 90 true. 80 man roster like there's always that thought in your head but you know I was just like get back to take it a day at a time and don't worry about the next one just keep your head down and work and see where I end up but at the end of the day if I would have been cut or whatever put on practice squad um, I would have been able to sleep at night because I think in my heart of hearts, I know I did everything I could to put myself in the best situation right. to make the 53 man. You got to, if you're going to, if you're going to be a fourth tight end or third or fourth, whatever you're on the depth chart and you're going to be active on game day, you probably have to play on special teams. Yep. That too. So you got yep. some roles on that. Um, yep. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully uh, that is the case and I'll be active, yeah. but uh, that is definitely something that I will have to do and continue to improve upon. So I would think that because your your specialized skill that's, a little different than the other three guys. And we saw you were being used pretty early in the preseason games that they probably want to have you active on game day. So I, I would assume they're trying to find ways for you to yeah, contribute get on, on like teams. kickoff and kickoff. Have you done that before? Those things. Uh, yeah. So I used to do a kickoff return in college. Okay. Um, I was on punt in college. So it's a little different mm-hmm. than NFL punt, but uh, I think it was uh first time I ran down on kickoff was the Titans game. I made that tackle. That was the first time I'd done a kickoff oh, really? since like high school. So that was that was nice. pretty fun, though. That's cool. It's. I mean, I, someone asked me to ask this question. So um, who? Uh, Danny. They're they're curious whether you have a nickname. Did you have a nickname in college? I said with a name like Co. You don't. Uh, have a name. No, not really. Yeah. Just Co. You weren't like that's, some derogatory you like the ones Minnesota that I can't Men- say on the show, but <laughs> you weren't like the Minnesota Menace or something. Oh like no, that. no, no, there's, okay. there's nothing. No, <laughs> I, I agree with you. Co, Co, Co almost sounds like a nickname already, but it's not right. That's your full. Uh, yeah, right. that is my full legal first name. Yep, and he was after his grandfather. Okay. Yep, my grandfather's name was uh, Jacobus. Oh, so J K O B U S, and uh, his nickname when he lived in the Netherlands uh, while he was growing up was Co. So gotcha. Um. Is this correct that uh, your grandfather lived a hundred years old and uh, he made it till you were born? No, no, 
No. I saw something about it, so, and I was like, wow, that's a story. I and think I my dad had it mixed up. Okay. So my great-grandfather, my dad's grandfather, um, name was Jacob, and I think I was born January 20 on his what would have been yeah. his 100th birthday. Okay. That's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah. So I think he got that a little yeah, mixed up. Yeah, it's all right. So you've gone from Jacobus to Jacob and now Co. Yeah. Through the years, so... When you have when you have a child, there's nowhere to go from there. I mean, yeah, you no, you can't, you can't get any smaller. Yeah, you can't get any smaller <laughs> oh. than that. <laughs> or K. <laughs> if it's a girl, it could be K. But, yeah, but that'd be K-A-Y, right? No, it could be K. I guess so. You can do whatever you want. It's one letter. That'd be weird. Yeah, yeah. it would be weird. Yeah, I mean, it, it works out great. Oh, before we, we, before yeah. we let code go, um, we're doing this on Thursday. Players just got done with practice. They're going to be off for a couple of days. Um, tell us. You know, you're a big-time NFL player now. What are you doing this weekend? Yeah, I got the weekend off. Got to go buy a bed. Uh, <laughs> now that you know you need buy, more. Buy some pots and pans, you know, for the apartment. Get a little uh, more permanent. Move huh? out of the hotel. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. So. And that's that's what's crazy is that you, you've been in that hotel, what, a month now? Yeah. Yep. That's not fun after a while. No. That's uh, old. It could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just. It's, it's more fun than having to go buy a bed. I mean, I'll say this too: is like, you know, you make the initial fifty-three, but you know, you n- you never know. Sure. Yeah. So it's like, uh, probably won't buy too much stuff for the apartment. <laughs> Might buy a bed and a nightstand, and we'll you, see progressively how we feel as it goes on. You can gradually fill it out. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. are you are you going for a roommate, or are you going for a place by yourself? Uh, I got a two bed. Two bath, so I uh, might have uh, okay. talking to a couple of guys on that, the team, you know, yeah, a couple yeah, other rookies. Smart rent hey, rent's, half, you know? rent's not cheap these days. Smart man. Midwestern it's guy, not, man. You know, <laughs> it's going up. I mean, yeah, you rent, you're just throwing money away, yeah. so might as well cut that in half. But. Exactly. I like it. I like it. All hey, right, this was fun. This I appreciate is really you great. guys. So yeah, thank you for, for your having time. me on. Uh, really excited to see what's coming up, and, and that game's right around the corner now. So I'm sure you're excited too. All right, thanks, Kyle. Thank you guys. The Salty Dogs. That over there is Jeff Ryan. I'll let you say your own name. I know. And I'm Scott Smith. Yes. Uh, Co Keeft has left the building. Or great, the great. That guy. was fun. Dude, what a good dude. He's a good dude. He is seriously. You know, I feel like he was comfortable too. Like we could have gone on another 20 minutes. And oh, he complained. Definitely a Midwestern guy. Easy going. <laughs> I'm a mid, I'm a Midwestern guy. Well, that's why. Going. That's why when they were in the garage drinking beers, it made me laugh because <laughs> I was like, oh, I've been there before. There's, you know, if you have a garage and a wooden stove, you're all good to go. I wish I could sit in, in my garage. Yeah, my garage. Not here. Packed. No. Yeah, with no basements. Yeah, garage sometimes. Some yeah. people are better than others. Yeah. but it, the garage is too hot right I now. I would kill you for a basement. Yeah. Well, you're in Florida. You ain't no basements. One. You would have one. It would just be flooded. <laughs> it would be an underground pool. Yeah. Oh, good concept. Well, thank you. So just to pull back the uh, curtain here a little sure. bit on you, you had mentioned earlier about how we have access and we can uh, go, go through the things. halls and, yep. and open locker room. There was an open locker room session today. Um, we actually talked to Co yesterday during open locker room to line it up this interview. And I was telling him I was going to meet him. Open locker room was closed. So when I left here, I went and I was hanging around near the open locker room because I said I was going to meet him around noon uh-huh. and take him to this room. And it got to be 11.55. I'm peeking in the locker room. He's not there. So that you know, I'll go and check in the in the dining room. And as I'm walking to the dining room, you text me and say, he's here. Yeah. <laughs> and what? our our studio that we're in is a little bit past the dining room. Way past. So <laughs> Which, what was funny is I'm sitting here and he comes around the corner and goes, hey. I go, hey. And I'm thinking you're behind I'd be right him. behind him, right? <laughs> yeah. And I go, 
did Scott bring you or did you come by yourself? He goes, I came by myself. We don't get a lot of that. No, <laughs> no. And it was, he said noon. You know, when he, he was early. That, yeah, yesterday when he goes, oh, yeah, let's do it around noon. I'm thinking, all right. I wonder. So he was in the he was in the dining room. He ate lunch and he just asked like. Casey. Casey Yeah, because Casey asked me what we were doing today. Yeah, he just asked Casey and to tell more of the room is and he just came here on his own, which what? we don't get a lot of. No. And what's funny is usually we have to stalk the hallway. There's a. There's two doors to the locker room, and you, you, have, to pos- you have to position yourself on the corner so you so see both doors open. That's exactly where I was. Yeah. Not that players all ditch you, but <laughs> they forget. They can forget. They have a lot of things on their mind. He came on his own. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. He was, he's a good guy. I, I'm, I'm really rooting for him. It was so much fun meeting his parents, too. That, I bet that was On cool. a corner. I mean, it just it, – it, it just – you kind of th- – you know, you, you kind of look at them, and they're, they're just so, so excited and – you know, yeah, they, they got to be. And know. then you were kind enough to bring up things like his grandpa dying and yeah. stuff like well, that. Yeah, well, nice hey, listen, I'm a crowd pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> okay, questions. Let's go. Dogs. All I right. really like the question. Wait, who from where? It's a guy named I guess it's Callen. Is okay. that a first? Callen. Callen? I don't yeah, know sure. Callen. Oh, his last name starts with O. From Gainesville. He says. Okay. I really like the question last week asking asking you to make bold predictions. But by the time Scott was done explaining the Winfield All-Pro thing, I started to think it wasn't really that bold of, of a prediction. Oh. That just means I made my argument well, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. This is why I think this so is So I'm found, Well, I did point out that he did get an All-Pro vote last year mm-hmm. and that 14 different safeties got All-Pro votes and that we you've barely even heard of the two guys who were one and two, no. Jordan, Jordan Poyer. I couldn't even think of Poyer's first name at the time. And uh, Kevin Byard. So, I mean, I get it. So I'm following up and asking you for more bold predictions, but this time ones that we would never see coming, like Get Wild. Thanks. Love the podcast. That's <laughs> Cal No from Get Gaines. Wild on bold predictions? I, I guess I'll go first because I thought about it a little bit, and All you right. probably need a little minute, right? Yeah, sure. Um, for the Bucks, my bold prediction is that R- Rashad White will return a kickoff for a touchdown this year. I, th- I can see that happening. We haven't had one. No. Since like 2009, Jeff. Michael Spurlock. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I could see that happening. He he was. Hitting. But it's still bold. We have sure. not had one no. since 2009. Well, it's very very bold. 2011. If, yeah, our special teams really weren't playing very well during the preseason, so that would be very very bold. I did see some good runs by White though that mm-hmm. made me think if he wins that job, which I hope he does, and then Jalen Darden's the punt returner. Right. Um. I, I want him to win that job because I th- thought he looked good out there. And he was just – I like when guys get going quickly, hit a hole, maybe make one move. That's how most punt re- kickoff return touchdowns happen. They're not right. a lot of winding around. They're like great blocking or somebody screwed up and there's a seam and they hit it fast and they get through it quick and they maybe, maybe make one cut, maybe make the kickoff guy miss, and then they're, they're gone. He's got speed to go the distance. Yep. So that's my bold prediction. And wow, I think that counts bold. because we haven't had one in so long. You ready for mine? Yeah. My bold prediction, we're going to have three wide receivers with over 1,000 yards that is bold. each. That's, That's Chris, rare. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Julio Jones. Not Russell Gage? No. You think Julio's going to have 1,000 yards? Yep. Julio didn't You have, said bold. That's true. That's true. I'd be surprised. Would it be bold if I said no, Russell that's Gage? That, Russell Gage would if you get well. You, I, I, okay, if you looked at that, who has the best shots of getting a thousand? No, yards? no, I agree. Right? Your, your argument's correct. Chris, Mike, this is bold, right? But my bold is adding Julio to it. I think, um, 
and he's not going to get big chunks. They're all going to be those 15 yards, really? 15 yards, 15 so That yards. means he's going to catch a lot of he's passes. He's going to catch a lot of passes, I think. That's my bold prediction. Just saying three guys over 1,000 is bold because the Bucks have never done that. No. It's happened a few times in NFL history, but it's never happened for the Bucks. No. So that alone, no matter who the names are, is bold. Sure. I, I don't, I'm sure I can get on board with Julio being the third guy, but I do agree that it makes it a very bold prediction. Okay. So you have, you have met the criteria that Callen's put There out you here. go. My one for the rest of the league as a whole, mm-hmm. last week I said Baltimore would win the NFC North. I think finally the Chargers are going to have a season where they are healthy because every year they get tons of injuries. This is the year they, they get injury luck. They don't get a bunch of their important guys injured, and they make the Super Bowl. Wow. That's bold. Wow, very, because they always they play well during regular season and then tank, or not tank, they, they struggle in the playoffs. Or they struggle down the stretch. Yeah. Or they start out bad and then. They haven't been to the Super Bowl since, what, 90, uh, 90? It was the one against the 49ers, right? Uh, no, I thought it was against the Atlanta Falcons. No. No, no, it was, that was. They yeah. got trounced by the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was down in Miami. Who was the quarterback? It was. Uh, ah, for the for the Chargers, Chargers. yeah. Oh, back then, I can't remember. Um, okay, it was a long time ago. I was at that game, though. I will I will say that, that you were at that Super Bowl. Uh huh. It was. In, it was. It in wasn't Miami. very competitive. No, it wasn't. It was in Miami. Oh, okay. Uh, That's probably why you thought Atlanta, because the Atlanta, the yeah, first Atlanta Super Bowl yeah. was also they got beat by, not not the New England one. No, they got beat by who did Atlanta get beat by? Was it uh, the Broncos or was it? That the, sounds right. The, yeah. Isn't it funny how you don't re- you can only remember your own Super Bowls? You can't remember. I can remember else. a lot of them, but I don't uh, remember absolutely every single no. thing. Who was their quarterback? Uh, oh, I I can see his face. Oh, oh, geez, are you looking it up? I'm trying to. I'm I'm trying. You know, people are yelling right now, telling us who it is. That's usually the case. Stan Humphreys. Stan Humphreys. <clears throat> Wow, that's a name from way back. They made the Super Bowl. They lost the Super Bowl in the 1994 season. And Stan Humphreys was the quarterback. Natron Means was the running back. Remember him? They were like 0-4 and, and then rolled that's it off. Right. They, that's right. They were famous for that. Yeah. Yep. That's They're the one team when it, when your team is, is crashing in September. You go, yeah, well, the but Chargers. The 94 Chargers. Made, yeah. <clears throat> throw that out They there. finished 11-5. and five. Yep. That's crazy. It is. Wow. It, j- no, that wasn't that season because they actually started that season 4-0. Okay. But they did. Absolutely, you're correct. Yeah, I think they're they the only the 0-4 team ever to make the yeah, playoffs. They did. One of those years. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my – do you got one? Nope. You know, oh, for league-wide? I don't know. You know, I mean, my okay, here's a bold prediction. No one's going 17-0. and How's that? Except us. How, would you that was like me that? snoring. Okay. No, I really don't have Okay, a, that's fine. I, I kind of put have, you on the spot. Yeah, I don't really have one. Just so if you're just joining our, this podcast for the first time, I do not know any of these questions. I prefer, I, yeah. I prefer to go off the top of my head. Story of my life. This next question is very, very long. Very. So you're looking at he's look, uh, He has a clipboard, and it's a full, almost a full page. page. Well, it goes on to the next page, oh, too. Oh, well, then it is a full page. Uh, and it's from Jeremy, who did not give me any. Well, actually, he's going to tell us where he's Did he give me. a lot of disclaimers? It's kind of, no, it's kind of a life story. Oh, so is it interesting? I'll, well, you you can decide. Okay, I'll start it, and and if we, if it seems like we're dragging, maybe I'll skip a little part. Okay. Of it. Hello, salty dogs. 
Hope you guys are doing well, and I'm sure are excited for the regular season. This is like soon. Casey Kasem. You need to do it in a Casey Kasem. Hello, everybody. I'm terrible at impressions. <laughs> terrible. I can't. Yeah, at least them. you know who Casey Kasem is. I mean, do you remember earlier when I did um, Keanu Reeves? Yeah. That sounded like me. Yeah, okay. it did. It sounded like you just talking. Go ahead. The build-up to another Bucks football season with Tom Brady under center is something I've come to really enjoy, the anticipation of these last few years. <clears throat> Ditto. I grew up here in Vermont as a Michigan football fan since the early 90s, thanks to my dad who lived and breathed Michigan college football. Hmm. I was raised on Coach Carr's smash-him-in-the-mouth football and will forever be grateful for that being my upbringing. We didn't pay much attention to the NFL early on as our, in quotes, home team of the New England Patriots weren't very exciting. That was until we watched a young and exciting QB prospect in Tom Brady work his way through the depth chart in maize and blue. Right. Once he was drafted number 199 to New England, we finally had a reason to start watching and following NFL okay, football. Okay, I see the connection, Michigan following. Yeah. Okay. I will point out, though, that they did make the Super Bowl in the 1980, was it the 85 against the Bears? They well. They trounced by the incredible Yeah, and Bears then they team. also made it uh, in, like, 97. and uh, With Bledsoe? Um, I believe so. The, and, and Against uh, Green Bay. Green Bay, yeah, and Green and Bay. And that's uh, Desmond Howard. Desmond Howard did a kickoff return. Yeah, and he won the MVP. Yep. So yep. they, they did that was, make That this. was at New Orleans. I was at that one, too. Okay. Um, okay, so. You know, I've been to some Super Bowls, too, but I don't feel the need to brag about yeah. it. Well, I'm, you're up. bringing them up, and I'm just telling you I was at that particular game, why I remember I that. went to the Pittsburgh-Dallas one in Arizona. That was Yeah, pretty, I did, too. Where the defensive back had anybody barely heard of. Tim Brown. No. Tim Brown. It wasn't well, Tim Brown. Yeah, he. Tim. The cornerback? It wasn't Tim Brown. I think it was something Brown. Oh, oh no, no, no. I'm sorry, right. Tim Brown's a wide receiver, but he went to Oakland right after. He got a big free agency contract yeah. after, after having two right. big interceptions in the Super Correct. Bowl. And Do you know what I remember about that Super Bowl? Deion Sanders had the coolest plaid suit <laughs> walking off the bus to this day. <laughs> I, every time I see Deion Sanders, I think, wow, that was a great suit he had. Did you hear Deion the other day saying that? The Hall of Fame is too diluted now, yeah. <clears throat> and they needed to have a different wing for the, just the very, very best. Yeah. I wasn't real fond of that. No, I wasn't either. It's kind of like, get off my lawn. Yeah, it's like, mm. I'm great. I'm great. Yeah. You guys are just kind of okay. You're letting that guy in. I don't want to be in the club anymore. I get, I'm get. i tired of Hall of Fames, yeah. to be but honest with you. Continue <clears throat> with the um, So After many years of watching, no, do you have something to say? No, continue. Of watching Tom become the best quarterback in NFL history for our home team, we were excited when we sought out Tampa Bay in 2020 especially since our family has a small second home just outside Tampa, right on the bay. Oh, oh well, la-dee-da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Humble brag. Can't hide Humble money. Brag much. Can't hide money. It almost felt like going from home team to home team. Okay. I didn't know how much about the Buccaneers. I didn't know much about the Buccaneers team at the time of his signing, but re- what really opened our eyes to how special this franchise is and could be was the first season of In the Current that highlighted the 2019 season. Okay. So shout fair. out there to... Our producers involved, Stephen Lynch, Lynch and the other producers, yep. anybody who was involved in that, it is absolutely an amazing series every year. It is. Um, the voiceover is just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of humble bragging, <laughs> Jeff Ryan is your narrator for In the Current uh, because he just has that pure magic voice. Uh-huh. <clears throat> it was pure magic, and the stories highlighted in the, that season really showed up us how diversity inclusive, how dedicated, and how incredible the stories were of so many within the franchise. It was very easy to see why Tom chose Tampa and really hyped us up for the, his future there. Okay. <clears throat> My question for you is, what happened to that first season of episodes? And 
I dropped the ball here. I should have gone and asked Stephen beforehand. They are, they're still on uh, Buccaneers.com. Uh, I believe. I, you I, sure? I believe you still can go to those. He says, we noticed that after the Super Bowl season in 2020, huh. they seem to be removed from the Internet, which is a shame. Okay, it depends on where he's looking, but I would believe they would still be. Uh, Jeff is on his phone trying to find them right uh, now. I'm just thinking <clears throat> that. that um, if, if he does not succeed in finding them right now, we will, before next week's podcast, Find yeah, the answer. Well, if right. if there's a place to find them, we will lead you there. If they are not up, we will either get them back up, if that's what the organization wants to do, or we will explain to you why they're not there. Right. So um, you're going to have to listen to one more at least Salty Dogs, Jeremy, to get the answer to your question. Yeah. But to finish off what he's saying, you can continue to look. Well, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to look. I'm just texting Stephen right now. Oh, okay. The hiring of B.A. and his coaching staff, the drafting of Devin White, the progression of Chris Godwin, I think he said CG, the struggles and successes of JPP and many more storylines were so inspiring of an introduction to the team. That season really set the foundation for the team that they are today. I agree with that. Uh And it would be a shame for those episodes to be lost in time. I bet new and old fans of Tampa Bay alike would appreciate the inclusion of that in the representation of how the team got to where they are today. So regardless of the outcome of this and what we find out and what we can tell you, this is a pretty good testament to how good that piece is, that that people feel like that about this. Like, this is the thing that got them excited Stay about it and yeah. let them learn a lot about the team. I, I think that's the strength of it is behind the scenes. Just says a lot for everybody involved in making yeah, it. Yeah, you're seeing a lot of stuff. Uh, and I, I like it because it's told by the players. I just fill in the gaps. Yeah, you, it's well, told by the, yeah, but it it it's told in their from their eyes. Sure. So yes. Thank you for taking to taking the time to read my email. Yep. I'm hoping to make the trip to Tampa this season for my first ever in person NFL experience, well, so I can see the goat in real life before he trots off into the sunset. Uh, that's, hopefully with his eighth ring. That is everybody's uh, goal right now, is um, going to the games. Because, you know, who knows? Is it the last season? No one knows. Even Tom doesn't know. I just noticed that Co Keefe's name could, you could, I wonder, a nickname could be KO, like Knockout. Yeah, you're on to something. He had to have heard that at some point. I don't know. <clears throat> Dang, why didn't you think of that when he was here? Uh, inspiration strikes when it strikes. Uh, I guess. The, I the guess. mind works in mysterious ways. Mysterious. Yes. No, I just I had this, this notepad where I had the questions written down. Yep. And I just saw Ko and I'm like, K-O. K-O. Oh, Knockout. I like that. Oh, that's his nickname, Knockout. Yeah. Yeah, we're, I'm going to talk to him about that. Okay. I like it. Hey, boys, it's good to hear. Oh, this is from Mike in Connecticut. Uh, hey, boys, it's good to hear your voices weekly again. Yeah. Thank you. We will be weekly every – I think I have a solution for any perceived interior blocking issues. Okay. Like you said, they can run two tight end sets or stick Vita at fullback when you run single <laughs> tight end, which I think is what you said. Yeah. <clears throat> Not only will he pancake anyone coming up the gut, but let him leak out into the flats after catching a pass – to destroy a few DBs on his way to the end zone. That would be fun That would be great. Usually, though, on those plays where you bring in, like, an offensive lineman like Donald Penn uh-huh. or, or like we did with Vita before, you really want them to already be in the end zone when they catch the ball. It's best. You don't really know. As big and strong and as much as Vita throws people around, you don't know how it's going to work with him as a ball carrier. And you don't know how it is with someone hitting him. The, you know, the being, guys are going to go low on him. Being the hitter than the hit E. And for one thing, guys are going to go low on him. Oh, yeah. So they're You'd not going to try to tackle him high. So then you're worried about 
Yeah, you, you remember how Chris Godwin got hurt? He had caught the ball looking back, and he, as he turned, um, I think it was C.J. Gardner Johnson. Yeah, low shot. Hit him right in the knee, and I would hate to see that. You just want to put your players in that position that no. aren't familiar with no. running after the catch. No. So, but good, good thoughts though. By the way, that's another thing we could have talked about around the league on the cuts time is that C.J. Gardner Johnson got traded. Yeah, he got traded to the Eagles, so he is no longer in our division. And he's no longer going to be the game day instigator. And he's in, and he's in Philadelphia. He's so in Philly. There you go. We don't play them. No, not this year. So we don't have to worry about him starting fights. No. <laughs> True. I also have a question for the production wizard, Jeff. Uh-oh. I've why, why am I the production wizard? Well, you are the one who oh, produces this. Steven says they're on the website. Okay. I said, his previous episodes of In the Current on the website, the 2020 or 2019, question mark. Yes. So, Buccaneers.com. Okay, but go to videos. surely... Surely, um, Jeremy he, looked for it there. He might have gone to YouTube. All right, well, I've got his email address, okay. obviously. I'll find it and send him a link. Okay. All right. You're right. He could have gone to YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, production was... I it. also... Yeah. I've noticed that while your intro music is certainly loud whenever it's just you guys talking, I feel like I have to crank up the volume only to get blasted again when the music or the guest interview comes on. Well, that's weird. Maybe there's some fiddling of the dials that can be done to fix this. Okay. Say it again. Okay, he says basically that the music, the intro music is loud, and you do that at the top of every segment, right? Yeah, is louder than our voices. And then when it comes to us talking, it's low, but when we have, for some reason, he seems to be saying that when we have the guest on, it's it's high again. Hmm. Well, Why would that prob- be? Well, probably because what happens is that, uh, I'll look into it, what, um, the music intro is always going to be a little bit louder yeah. than the voices. Yeah, That's yeah. just common. But then when I when I drop in the um, in between segments, uh, we drop in a music bed that says "Salty Dogs." So I will look at that and see okay. if, if we can balance that better for them. Cool. Usually I run it through, but yeah, I it depends be. because what happens is voice is always lower than music. So we will work on that. Maybe there's some fiddling of the dials that it can be done to fix this. I wouldn't be doing my job as a loyal fan if I no. didn't give just a little grief. That's fair. That's a, that's way, a fair thing. I but, missed... but here's the thing. Instead of me fiddling with the dials, what's his name? What's his uh, name? Mike in Connecticut. Mike, Mike, just turn your dial up and down. Well, that's you what he has what it's to coming. do. Well, perfect then. You solved your own problem. <laughs> All right. Jeff. That's a little salty there. That was a little salty. I know. We'll look into it this episode. I'll give you another one about you so that oh, we gosh. can bounce out with the stuff you're doing terrible okay. with the volume. Uh, this I'm skipping, but our last question, there was no name on the email that I could figure out. Okay. But he said, it's nice to hear Mr. Ryan once more. Wish he did radio again. I enjoy hearing him laugh in the background knowing Scott will stress for the things he will say. <laughs> that's There's great. no question here. That's, a, that's great. I, I like it. Okay. I like it. Yeah, I've thought about going back into radio. You know. Be a DJ? No, I don't want to do that. I'd do talk. I would okay, do, yeah, talk I, would, right I would do talk, yeah. What would, you, what would be your um, subjects? I, I don't know. I don't know. you got to have a voice. you got to have a sports reason. Sports is fun, you know, but I don't know. I hate sports radio. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, I don't know. I'd never listen to sports Life radio. advice, something like that. <laughs> love line, you know. Welcome to love line. <laughs> You'd be Delilah. You ever heard Delilah? Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> you could be the male Delilah. I could. How about that? Send me your song. <laughs> what love song would you like? Tell me about Tell your relationship. It's your anniversary. What's happening in your anniversary? So it's your anniversary. <laughs> How nice. And what did you get there for your anniversary? Yes. 
That's Sounds like so you're kind. having a long distance relationship. Yeah. Those can be hard. <laughs> Not like it used to she be. She does have a very soothing voice. She's very nice. She's very, Has very she nice. she been doing this for a long time? She's been doing it a very, very long time. Yeah, That's she's not national. Local, right? No, yeah. no, it's national. She's very good. Yep. Okay. Hey, salty ones. Last question. All right. Hey, salty ones. Who would be your top 10 Bucks linebackers of all time? Thanks. Todd Birchfield from Lake Panasofsky, Florida, in Sumter County. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. First, before we get started, that's a good place. That's a good position to choose because probably the most decorated position in team history. Yeah. Probably more stud players at linebacker than any other team. Certainly more than, like, quarterback. We've had some pretty darn good receivers. We've right. had some good defensive linemen like yeah. Warren Sapp and Leroy Summon. But sure. <clears throat> so I will start. Jeff, he wants the top ten, which is getting pretty deep into. Oh, uh, that's hard. Number one is easy. It's obviously Derek Brooks. Yeah, Derek Brooks is probably the best player in team history. I'm sure you'd have some arg- people yeah, argue for Leroy. You'd have some people argue mm-hmm. for Warren, and maybe Rondé. But I think that, if you had a poll, yeah. Derek Brooks would probably be chosen as the best player in team history. Yeah, if you go on uh, Pro Football Reference, and all our players ever are. are Ranked by approximate value, which is sort of a if you if you follow baseball, it's kind of like ba- war in baseball. It's a counting stat that kind of tries to bring in everything, mm-hmm. and so you can compare players across uh, different positions and eras. And uh, he is our number one all time in approximate value. <clears throat> number two for me, and this is a uh, this would be a recent change in the rankings for me. So you can probably guess who it is, Levante. I do believe Levante has passed Hardy. Can I tell you something? I was going to say. My number two would be Levante. And a few years ago, I probably still would have had Hardy, but mm-hmm. I think at this point, Levante has passed Hardy, which is saying something because Hardy was great. Hardy Nickerson. I, Hardy was not only great on the field, but yeah. he was great to teach young guys. He was guys. a culture changer. Yeah, very much so. Very he, much. he was the first free agent for the yeah. Buccaneers. Hardy did not make it to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. year, no. but he was definitely a big part of the turnaround. Yeah. In the mid nineties, showed people how to be professionals. Yeah, he was, and I and he was a fantastic player. Yeah, okay, huge so, stats. so so you put him my as top three. three are Brooks, Levante, All and right, I, 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 but there's gonna, a lot because if right. you recall, in the early days there were some really good ones. Yeah, but still, number four, I'm going to go with Shelton Quarles. Yeah, and and Q's very underrated. Very much. So. I think he's very underrated. Um, I I don't think people realize. You know, he got to start in the Canadian Football League and came down. Well, here. he actually first tried to make the yeah. Miami Dolphins, got cut. Uh, then went up and played for a while in the CFL. Yeah. But here's a guy. Mark Dominic found him. Yeah, and, and he's a Vandy guy, so he's really smart. And so I think that's part of it is. So am I automatically smart because I'm a Northwestern guy? Well, sure, go with that. Northwestern beat I, Vanderbilt I, in I the know. NCAA basketball tournament for the, the first time they ever made the NCAA basketball listen, tournament. A couple listen, listen. Take that, your, Alan Barrett. Your team won against Nebraska. In, that was a in, great game. In Ireland. So, there you go. And, of course, I had to bring it up to Jason Light. You know, <laughs> I didn't say anything. I did. Jason I brought Light. it up to him. The I, difference for me is Jason actually played football. Yeah. So, I, I don't feel like bragging about yeah, I, high school beating No, school. all I said was, hey, what happened in the game with your team? <laughs> well, they tried a stupid onside yeah, kick, right? Yeah, I know. But, um, but I would go with, uh, with, with Q, yes. And he's still with the organization, so yeah. that makes it nice. All right, give me it, your – Q would be probably – well, I mean, he's already four. Yeah. So, I don't know if he'd go much higher. But he probably – I don't think he can go higher, but I think it, it, that's a good I spot. agree with you, underrated, and he probably would be less underrated if he had earlier switched. Because he, he started out in 97. He mm-hmm. got here. And his first year, he was mostly a special teamer. Right. 
And uh, and he said, by the way, he set a team record that still stands for special teams tackles. I think it was like 27 or something like that in one season. Sure. Um, next year, he became the starting strong side linebacker. But in that defense, if you recall, um, with Brooks and Nickerson, they were the ones that stayed on the field all the time. And the strong side guy was the one who came off in nickel packages. Right. It wasn't until 92 that they switched him, I mean, 2002, that they switched him to middle linebacker in which he immediately became a pro bowler right. in the year we went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then he played to what, 2006 or seven? I think eventually, something like I that. I think eventually yeah. his knees couldn't hold up any longer. A lot of wear and tear. So he would, if he had started playing middle linebacker right from the get go, maybe he'd go up. Yeah. But, that's but, a but good we spot. had Hardy at the time. Yeah, that's a good spot, though. I, did, I, I, I can't argue that. Okay, I'm going to read you a bunch of names yet. Right. Beyond that, I don't know how to rank them yet. Okay. You, you can help me with that. Batman. Batman would. Back in the day, Batman was it. He was, he was the guy. And we're talking, yeah. We're talking. Off-ball linebackers here. So yeah. nowadays we have guys on our team called linebackers that are edge rushers. But like Shaq, we're not talking about Bat- those guys. Batman was a game changer. Yeah. He could be a game changer. Yeah. It uh, was the coolest thing because he had tape. Yeah. If you don't know this, the reason he loved Batman. He would. Have, he loved Batman before it was a big deal. Yeah. And he had he would uh, have a lot of tape on it. And then he would have the Batman like it was. It was like yellow on black, wasn't it? Yeah. It was kind of like the. You know, it's, the it was the signal? bat. Yeah, the bat signal. Yeah. yeah, it was very cool. We got some pictures of that up in yeah. the halls. Yeah. yeah, it would be on the back of his but hand he, on the table. But he was a game changer. Um, Cecil Johnson from that Cecil same era. Jo- wow. Yeah. He was. Boy, you're really going back. Oh, I mean, I know the history yeah, pretty well. Yeah, no, he, he, yeah. I'm no Paul Stewart, but I know the history pretty well. Sure. Um, Hugh Green. Although I'm not sure, was he an edge rusher? I, I the thing about Hugh Green, I don't think he played. Long he didn't play. Very he, long. he didn't play for us for very long. But he was really good. He was very good, and he, he had a good, good long career. And I he think left he's been us a coach w- for a long time. Yeah, he left us and went down to Miami. Miami. Yeah, but he had a couple good years. But was he a pass rusher or was he strictly off ball? No, he was. Okay. He, well, back then the defense was everything. That was the only reason why know, you were in right? games. Yeah. Uh, David Lewis, also from that era. Wow. Pretty much more like a good player for a decent amount mm-hmm. of time than maybe a star. Yeah. Um, Barrett Rude. I thought you know I thought Barrett Rude was underrated too. He, he might get in near the bottom of the top mm-hmm. ten. Uh, Jeff Br- or Scott Brantley. Oh, well, yeah. How do you compare Scott Brantley to say his contemporaries like Batman and Cecil Johnson? Yeah, I would say he was right there. But which one would you put on the top? Um, from the from seventy six Batman or- Brantley Cecil. Cecil. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at Jeff Davis. Oh gosh, there's a name I haven't heard. I told in a you we've had so many good linebackers. I know I haven't heard that name in a long time. Kevin Murphy. That's a great radio name too, by the way. <laughs> it is. There was a guy in oh. Chicago that named that. Kevin Murphy. I'm not sure he quite makes the top ten, but yeah. it's worth mentioning. And then I don't think he was good here long enough by Quan Alexander. Um Well, you know, I think that I I don't know if he cracks the top ten. It's a it's a deep position. And then the, I like Quan. Yeah, and then the the current one, Devin White. I have little doubt that Devin White will eventually be considered a top ten. He might already be there. He may be there. It may be obvious by the end of this season. For him to get into the top five, he's got to play better. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got to yeah. play the way he's played at his peak. Yeah. I mean, he did have nine sacks as an off-ball linebacker in 2020. Right. But and he was amazing yeah. in the playoffs. Yes. Yeah, he, he would yes. tell you that he didn't get the big plays. A lot of that had to do with injuries on the defense and him having to play a different role. I think he missed Levante on the field yeah. personally. So he's, I think after this season, it'll be pretty obvious he's top yeah. 10. Maybe it's a stretch now. Sure. So after the four we mentioned, Brooks, David Nickerson, Shelton Quarles, you would go Batman after that? Yeah. And then Cecil Johnson? Mm-hmm. And then Brantley? 
No, no, I'd go Hugh Batman. Green? No, I go Batman. Brantley. Brantley. Cecil Johnson. Hugh Green. Yeah. Okay, so that gets us to one, two, three, four, five. That gets us to seven. Mm-hmm. So the eight, nine, ten would be somebody amongst sure. Devin White, David Lewis, Barrett, well, Barrett Rude. Yeah, Devin White's too too soon, but you would have to slot him up immediately. I don't know. Right I'm there. looking. This is. I would pick Devin White over Barrett Rude. Yeah. That's I'd pick I him over said. Jeff Davis. Yeah. I'd pick him over Quan. Right. I'd pick him over Kevin Murphy. That's what I just said. So he does make the top ten. Yeah. So that's that's why I said you okay. have to slide him up in. Oh, there. I thought you said out of those names. Okay. No, you got to slide him up in. He's there. he's more like maybe eight with the chance to go higher. Oh, no question. And then maybe you finish it out with like David Lewis and. Barrett Root? Yeah. A hard at the bottom of That's list. a really good question. And that, boy, you brought up, you did your homework there. I, it took me five minutes to do that. Yeah. I just made sure I wasn't forgetting anybody. Well, I was through the media. When guy. I was sitting here, I was running it, I was running it through my head. And then when you started bringing names, I was like, wow. I just yeah, want to make I sure forgot. I didn't miss anybody. No, I think you're good. Um, because I, wow. I, I could have just missed like Cecil Johnson and forgot to think of him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I went through the media guy to make sure. That's I, for the old school guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's the last question. That was it. We've wow, been here for were, a while. Those were really good questions. Well, you know, uh, I'll say this again as you're listening to this. If you don't get it on the podcast, you'll be able to beginning next week. Next that would week, be yeah. – that. well, no, it would be two weeks out. It would be after the Dallas game. Oh, so okay. it would be – I thought it was next week. Well, it might be next week, though, now that I think about it. Anyways, we'll be on uh, Sirius Satellite X – well, Sirius XM – Satellite radio. As a part of a whole like five or six hour block. Yeah, we'll have we'll right? five hours of five hours? of, of um, what channel? I don't know. I asked uh, Christy if that. they had that channel yet, and uh, but we'll get it. We need to know that by next. Sure. Well, which will be fun because if you're in your car and you turn it on, you can listen to yourself on the radio. Too. <laughs> it's very cool. It's a whole different thing if you've never. That would be really it, weird. It's very weird. It's yeah. to this day. I used to do a voiceover work, and I would walk into a store or something, and I would hear a commercial yeah. of my voice, and I would just kind of put my head down and go, oh, God, that's poor, <laughs> you know, because you don't like the sound of your own voice. You should, though, because you have a good voice. You don't, but, but I hear it differently than you hear it. So yeah, I know that. I, I, I'm aware of that phenomenon. I have the it's same thing. Weird. Okay. Well, this was a lot of fun. It was good. A good warm-up, and uh, uh, enjoy your weekend, and let's get the season started. That sounds good. I'm ready for it. All right. Since you did, thanks for listening.